0: Hello to all my favorite wine lovers. So today, this episode is actually a little bit different. I am chatting with a fellow podcast host and wine friend, Lawrence Francis, who runs the Interpreting Wine podcast. If you haven't listened to it, Go over there. There's a million episodes chatting mainly to wine producers and oenologists around the world. And if you're studying your WSET level three or your level four, the diploma, a lot of the content in there is amazing for you and your exams. So go check it out. Now, this episode is part one. Part two, sneak preview. We're going to be talking about sherry. So you definitely want to stay tuned for next week. But we're not Talking a wine region in this one, but more wine communication. So we'll be talking a little bit about what we both think is missing in terms of selling the story in the wine world. Gary Vaynerchuk, who famously started the first YouTube wine platform and has since gone on to become the biggest branding and marketing entrepreneur. I think this episode brings about conversation that can actually be very useful for you in any business if you're looking at doing any kind of marketing socially or digitally. And actually, it's just a nice conversation between friends. So do let me know if this kind of wine chat is also nice to throw in every once in a while. So hit me up, yanina at eatsleepwinerepeat.co.uk or on Instagram. Slide into my DMs, as you'll hear Lawrence say later on, at eatsleep underscore wine repeat. Right, grab yourself a glass. Let's go over to the chat with Lawrence now. Lawrence, this is serious time now. We are officially recording. Are you ready?
1: I am ready. Like the gladiators. <laughs> Three, two,
0: one. I was going to put on an accent and then I realized I can't do that. But anyway, <laughs> for people who do not know who you are, do you perhaps want to introduce yourself? Because I think you would do a far better job than I would.
1: Yeah, I'd be yeah happy to, to share a bit. I mean, I think uh, people probably most know me as the the founder and host of Interpreting Wine. Yes um, they do. <laughs> which is uh, another uh, wine podcast.
0: Very successful podcast. Coming up
1: to its yeah it's, I mean it's it's coming up to its fourth anniversary actually so it's I think four years... <sighs> 20th of September give or take that was when mm-hmm. the first episode of Interpreting Wine ever went live and kind of went out there into the world um, and kind of Fast forward, I mean, we'll we'll of course fill in and go backwards and forwards, but <laughs> you know, sure 450 odd episodes later, um, it's taken me to, you know, literally to, to countries and to places and, you know, experiences that I never thought were ever possible, really, when I started out, you know, I started mm. out with just very low ambitions just you know get the damn thing up it, up on the internet which was uh you know the biggest hurdle that anybody uh-huh. ever has that to to cover any is content is one. better than
0: none so this episode it. one it. then how did it start
1: yeah yeah i mean it's i'll be i'll be truthful um i, I have been asked that a few times on, on the shows that i've been on have you lied on but the other ones I, no i haven't <laughs> lied but i wanted to give you an exclusive <gasps> I love an so, exclusive. So I went, I went back. I, I, I thought about, you know, who are, who are my sort of OG influences? And I think, uh-huh. you know, this, this might be interesting for some of the wine fans out there because, you okay. know, so many people, when they start talking about their journey into wine, mm. they'll talk about a specific wine or mm-hmm. maybe a specific trip or, the, you know, a bottle that they were sort of given and it yes. just sort of changed their life. It absolutely was not like that for me. We, we actually, <laughs> actually, we have to go back to, not that, not that far back, back to 2015. Okay. Um, New Year's Eve, It's a bit, a bit of a funny story. I, I actually came down with the worst food poisoning of my life. Doesn't
0: <laughs> sound that funny to me so far, but continue. <laughs> it gets better,
1: it gets better, trust <laughs> me. Um, but I not, so I was, I was there, like laid out in bed on New uh-huh. Year's Eve. But, you know, I like to go out on New Year's Eve, you know, and I kind of, you know, my friends were out and I, I couldn't go out and join them. Mm-hmm. But I think there was a part of my brain that's like still wanted alcohol. <laughs> okay. so, so I was like literally laid up in bed and started searching on YouTube for, for wine content. And I kid you yeah. not, it was, it was the channel that I found, which is called the Wine Brothers. Okay. And they are, they're based over in, in the US on the, mm-hmm. on the West Coast. And I spent New Year's Eve 2015 binge With watching them. episodes. With them. Well yeah, virtu- virtually. Virtual connection. Do they know? Do they know? I've, that I've you spend I have new... I have told them. Yeah, I have I've kind of told them that they were an inspiration as well, you know, across across Instagram. Um but the, the really the real big hook though was that um they specialize, you know, and the, the import company that they were kind of doing the videos for, mm. um, they specialise in Spanish producers and you know i still am a you know a huge spain fan and and i was you know learning spanish and around spanish people loads at the time so that was that was the initial hook it was like okay wow here are these two brothers who are making this incredible content that was like totally on my wavelength it was all around the the producers they were like painting these pictures of you know what it was like to stand in the in the in the vineyard, and what the people were like, what the producers were like. You know, like even just like you know the size of their hands. They were like you know these big <laughs> these big like burly producers with these massive hands. They were just uh-huh. joking about you know you shake his hand and it sort of just takes your whole arm basically, <laughs> um, and it, it just all of these stories. And, and I, I swear, it, you know, it's it's was the first time that I'd I'd ever sort of felt like someone had virtually thrown the door open mm-hmm. to me and just said. It's not about, uh, you know, complicated um, classifications and it's not about, um, you know, knowing grape varieties and, you know, all the other things that I think people can t- kind of tie themselves up in. It was just around storytelling. And that was absolutely the, the the start of it. That was that was where it all began for me. Mm-hmm. Kind of fast forward um, 2017. Um, I was I was actually working as a translator over in, in Madrid and, uh, you know, I. I still do you know love the, the, the Spanish language and that was the best way to learn go to Madrid mm-hmm. work as a translator um, But that was a, only a six-month contract. So it was coming to an end um, and I was you know looking for something to kind of keep me there and You know there wasn't really much out there other than teaching English, which you know mm-hmm. s- Just didn't appeal to me and you know was 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 kind of you know where most English people kind of tended to end up and, and Americans but i would founded a, a job online uh, an advert for uh, somebody to do social media for a, a tapas tour company based in madrid so okay. it wasn't actually the going around with people to the bars which you know i'm sure there would have been loads of that as well um, but this part was around you know just getting the getting the tours and the company uh, itself known and i you know had a couple of weeks to prepare for this interview and i and i was you know kind of quite nervous because i thought okay that i haven't really seen much the job market was pretty down so i was like what can i possibly do to set myself apart and be like the standout candidate here mm-hmm. and i was like i know i'll start a a, a wine podcast i will mm. i will use the time that i have uh-huh. to travel out there into into the you know into the great the wild. unknown <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and go out and kind of, if you like, you know, it was very much linked to what the Wine Brothers were doing. Mm-hmm. It was like, OK, let me go out there because I already had the Spanish language, you know, you know, and I could go to places um, basically where somebody that didn't speak Spanish kind of couldn't really go and kind of get those stories and bring them back. Mm-hmm. And even the name, even the name Interpreting Wine was a nod to that. It was it was me kind of yeah, going out there, get, ah. you know, having these conversations in Spanish and then bringing them back. Um, kind of to the English side and then you know broadcasting them out there to to obviously a much wider audience so that was that was the short term push really to to just you know bloody get on with it and and get it done
0: so the first episodes then Mm. you met the winemakers Mm. spoken Spanish and then Mm. the episode itself is just you speaking obviously in English telling their story
1: exactly exactly so again it it's very much you know sort of uh, it was you know that was again the, you know, the wine brothers being such a big influence they also influenced the the structure of those earlier episodes okay and it was it was bloody hard work i've got to say <laughs> you know traveling <laughs> traveling to the winery yes um recording you know in in you know i didn't kind of didn't know what i was doing really um don't, don't know what i'm doing do now. any of us <laughs> yeah exactly
0: do any of us <laughs>
1: um but getting this like three hours of sort of you know rambling um commentary <laughs> don't tell and, them that <laughs> but it was but it was i but i didn't even press stop you know if we were like getting in the car to drive somewhere they're, they're, oh they're telling God, me about what they yes. had so i and then i would like edit it and kind of just you know try had to sort of tie this all together mm-hmm. whilst translating it from spanish into english mm-hmm. then write myself a script then record it then edit <laughs> as i'm sure you know from your experience yeah. that that is basically the, is the it's hardest the time possible consuming. way, yeah. <laughs> it was like you know, kind of weeks of my life went by, so I actually only got to eight episodes in that format. Um, you know, after I'd sort of been told that I hadn't got the job, um, it was oh, then, it was, yeah, I know, I know.
0: Oh, We should uh, but, we skip past that, <laughs> quick, 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 moving on. <laughs>
1: but, but, uh, but, but the legacy
0: know, of your podcast continues. This That's is the it. main
1: thing, this is it, this is it, and and uh, I think that you know, I think the the moral is, is like you know using using what I'd learned there and kind of doing it the hard way mm-hmm. meant that when I actually came back to uh, London and, and actually kind of, you know, the shackles were off, there was no, like, language, there was, you know, I could travel into London and I could meet producers there and I could meet restauranteurs there and it was all in English and I got, got actually a proper microphone so I could just, you know, have the conversation and record mm-hmm. it there and in the moment. Everything just got, you know, 10, 15 20 times quicker and i was like wow this is so easy (laughs) compared to to how i started where i was basically just making everything as possible hard for myself i was like wow this is so easy and that that was really what i guess Mm -hmm. kind of yeah the 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 breaks really came off and i just absolutely went for it when i when i came back to london
0: well every day is a school day isn't it it's all about learning
1: uh, totally totally
0: you obviously have gone full steam ahead with the podcast. I know you really do believe in digital and social is where it's at for wine communication. Who do you think hmm. has been the biggest inspirations, other than these wine brothers, for you to help you on your journey?
1: Yeah, it's it's interesting. I mean, I, I would say no offense <laughs> intended. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, um, are you here? Sure we, you go, want to here say we go. Here we go. No uh-huh. offense intended, but I actually like as far as it comes to podcasts. I yeah. absolutely um, try to avoid listening to wine communicators and listening to wine podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you. How, how very dare you. <laughs> get off. <laughs> okay, that was the shortest ever episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, you know, hear me out here. You know, the, the reason is, is that I, you know, I just think that, you know, let, let's get some perspective. Let's kind of take yes. a step back. I just feel like it's such a big world. Mm-hmm. Um and you know there is a there's kind of a world outside of wine as well mm-hmm. um and i just think that actually like by not recognizing trends that are happening like more widely in society. Yeah. Um I think I think myself and I, and I personally think that's you know some people some people in wine as well and, and maybe you know the kind of how it's done in wine and the and the sort of status quo maybe they don't adapt as quickly as they might do if they kind of took a step back and and kind of got some uh perspective. So I mean a, 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 an example of that is just that you know and it's not it's not ex- exactly but it's like I saw, obviously, like things like the rise of Netflix. I mean, that was sort of mm-hmm. over that time. And and, yep. and I noticed that. And, of course, it's, that's not directly related to, to what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, although I have, I have used the um, kind of tagline, I want to be the Netflix of wine podcasts oh, uh, in, okay. in the past. So that's so sort of borrowed Dream from Dream big. So uh-huh. This is it you know it was series really it was like it was people being able to kind of immerse themselves in mm-hmm. a different world which you know i i totally get when it comes to to netflix and to series and all the, all the other um you know rise of all the other sort of you know direct to consumer tv things that that are happening at the moment and and, yeah. and that was what influenced me really to to start doing series so okay. you know uh, doing a real like deep dive exploration of a region of a producer of a wine style that was directly from Netflix. And, and mm-hmm. I don't think that I would have necessarily got to that point if I'd, you know, only been looking to to wine for my um, inspiration. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I do, would also, you know, give a shout out as, a, as I have on, on many other uh, podcasts to Gary Vaynerchuk. Um, <laughs> and I mean, he's it, interesting because really, really, I mean, he now is mainly... I think 99 percent or more is actually business content so he cased he came through originally as the wine guy yeah. and he was only talking about wine but interestingly it wasn't actually anything that he did on wine that that really got me going it was him and his voice in 2017 that was saying and was kind of broadcasting in his way and telling yeah. everybody that would listen that guys podcasts are about to explode they they are going to be the next big thing so it was Mm. his kind of insistence like literally and he's relentless like every day like start a podcast start a podcast start a podcast and I listened and that was 2017 and kind of the rest is history
0: (laughs) I mean that guy is interesting he is inspirational Mm. and also really annoying (laughs) all at the same time 100% haven't decided what i think of him in fact it was funny i was speaking with another wine friend recently mm. and they said that they were being very they had been very inspired by mm. many of the videos out there of gary v shall we call it. in fact actually is that the name of his he has it yeah that's yeah he's i think
1: gary v on most um social platforms but yeah, yeah gary v gary vaynerchuk it's the same guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. But for mm. me, it's mm. like he he swears all the time, yep. and he he's really he just tells people exactly what to do without yep. knowing any of their circumstances. And I'm always like, oh, you you just can't just be that blatant, like one rule for everyone. However, my wine friend said to me, "Look, you've got to get past that. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of passion in what he mm. he says, and actually." I think we are so like always trying to be very polite and maybe sometimes beat around yeah, the bush. Yeah, he's not. <laughs> he's just direct. And I mean, actually, so so my friends said, come on, you know, you've got to really get, into what he's saying yeah and i have i mean actually for anyone who's interested in social media anyone who's interested in digital Mm. marketing i mean this guy is like i found out when i was looking into him. he literally had Mm. a lemonade franchise as a child did you Mm. know this Mm
1: -hmm. yeah
0: apparently going around on his tricycle i don't know i'm making that bit up and apparently (laughs) taking money from the other kids who was selling lemonade on their he's a, stands? He's a hustler. He's a, he's oh. a complete hustler.
1: I mean, I, I mean, I will share something. You know, it's it's not kind of uh, you know get on his back, but he he mm-hmm. he he knows that he's very marmite. You know, oh, that's, very very marmite. Yes. And, and I'll be honest. Uh, you know, we're sort of jumping back to 2016 now. You know, after I'd sort mm-hmm. of watched all of the Wine Brothers videos, or I'd sort of had my fill. Um, yeah. the, the next person, you know, the good old algorithm pops up is, is Jansis, you know, and she's like, go and watch the Jansis DVDs and, you know, they, which were also uh, great and, uh, you know, so, sort of a soft lens, soft focus lens. Uh, <laughs> they're, they're, I think they were sort of at the dawn of, of, of DVDs and um, uh-huh. but I came across and so, so I loved what Jansis was doing and wanted to kind of learn more, but then found an episode of where she was on Gary vaynerchuk's um Wine Library TV.
0: Yeah, okay. And
1: and I watched it because I thought, okay, I know I want to see this for Jansis and there's this other guy, this Gary V or whatever. Um and I I hated him because he he <laughs> like he like constantly interrupted her all the way through. And it, and it's absolutely hilarious. You know, he's like so high energy, he absolutely uh-huh. he absolutely shouted the intro and and you could kind of see like i don't think he'd warned chances he he was gonna do that so he probably like blew out her eardrum and you know she just sort of totally sort of tensed up next to him but it was it was more that thing of you know i just thought he was a loud brash interrupting new yorker which he kind of is not getting the expert to interrupt yeah it's 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 a fascinating one it's it's fascinating one because i think he where he goes and where he does he absolutely does what you've just said there you know he will Mm -hmm. be so direct but i i believe that um well a couple of things i believe that he's like he genuinely is doing that to 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 help the person yeah um and that you know he does does try to get context before and try to kind of you know zone in on that on that um on that feedback and i've seen him also take critical feedback as well it's just that maybe that isn't the stuff that, that gets broadcast so widely but but mm. he definitely is out there and and that, that he's a real complex character you know all the, the, like the things that he's like most behind you know he talks a lot about hustle everybody kind of latches onto that but he he talks a lot about empathy he talks about knowing yourself and and actually
0: yeah and family respect giving love 100%. to your family and yeah. time yeah
1: yeah he's a mix he's a real mixed bag and it, 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 i he i is. get it I, he's he's a contradiction and if you just kind of you know tune into the um, loud energy, I would say, and and don't know about the rest, then you'll do like I did, I think, and just switch off. I didn't come back to him for like a couple of years further down the line. So that was cool. But yeah, we sort of broke up. <laughs> we, we met and <laughs> broke know. up and came back together. Yeah, <laughs> he does now.
0: <laughs> I think for anybody actually who's intrigued, go to Wine Library TV. Mm. I don't know if he's even doing any odd episodes. He does it now like the all. odd one now, like one every year yeah.
1: or Thanksgiving one sometimes. Yeah.
0: But it is brilliant. And he literally turned his dad's business from a couple of million a year to like 60 odd million by yeah. setting up one of the first e-commerce wine yeah. websites, which is still there. You can buy wine if you're in America and he yeah. has that wine library TV, which yeah. actually funny enough, mm. I started my YouTube channel, which mm. by the way, everyone is just not very successful because I just don't put up enough videos. And again, it's consistency. Subscribe. It's hard work. <laughs> uh, yeah. Subscribe. Please. No, but I've committed to the podcast now and it's so hard to keep on doing all the different content. I probably should listen to Gary Vaynerchuk much, more because one of his big Mm. advices is give 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 then ask it's all about like literally it is like you said that hustle but he's also very much about it's not the struggle it's about being clever being i I remember he's a big big Mm. advocate of create something once and make sure you put it everywhere you know take it apart and he is a king of branding and marketing but at the same time if anyone who loves wine going to the wine library he passionately does talk about so many different wines with so much knowledge and people said to me this is literally going back 10 plus years they said oh my god (laughs) I don't know if this is a positive or a negative they were like you're like Mm. the female version of Gary Vaynerchuk (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> they, meant it as, they meant it as a
0: compliment but they meant that because of my energy but uh, unfortunately with the YouTube channels I think I don't know I think I'm still a get bit too serious so it hasn't I don't know I haven't quite found myself there but we'll we'll see and there's still some good content everyone go go to my YouTube channel this you is sleep i link, link it link in link the it in. bio yeah. well actually it always is in the bio but you know <laughs> he was actually a slight inspiration mm. it took me many years to get cracking but mm. he was an inspiration mm. for that because I was like well everyone loves him why wouldn't they love me but again you don't copy anyone you need to take what you have your positives now more we're talking I'm going from hating him to to loving him (laughs) it's weird um he has a saying that basically it doesn't matter whether you're like nine years old it doesn't matter whether you're 90 like stop focusing on what you're bad at and just take the things you're good at and just go go go, something like that. And it's so true. We we spend so long just like, oh, I'm not very good at this, or actually not paying attention to our positives, so that we actually just waste a lot of time. Whereas if we really understand who we are, he's very much, isn't he, about personal brand. This is for yeah. I mean, this is solid advice for anyone, whether you're in the wine industry, whether you want to do social oh, yeah. digital marketing.
1: This is it. I mean, I think as well, his his story is interesting because it it started with wine and mm-hmm. uh, another another story that, that that he shares quite a lot is that you know when he you know had, had done the and achieved the things that you talking about there like you know the, the the youtube channel the e-commerce um but then he started to if you like on his youtube channel start to put out business content mm-hmm. um all based on what he'd already done and achieved and yeah. you know real kind of from the coalface stuff he was getting a lot of hate and, and people were kind oh, was of, he Te- yeah people were telling him they were like get back in your lane wine boy
0: oh. you know don't
1: don't talk to us about the business stuff um but and i but i respect that because you know again he he got the he got the the kicks and the knockbacks and um you know he's 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 quite obsessive about it though because you know he will literally like save when people like like take the piss out of him uh he will he'll like save the tweet and then and then wait and <laughs> yes, then wait, he eight, will. wait wait eight years wait eight years but you know to to start this this sort of uh, multi hundred million dollar business mm. which he's running now and then yeah. he'll like go back to their tweet and say <laughs> you know who's laughing now cowboy you know wow. go, go, go back and he, he he's yeah he's but you know as I say childish and inspirational hard worker um you know ace communicator loud mouth it's like all of these things and it's like you know it's a it's a it's quite a it's quite a mix quite oh, a blend absolutely you know?
0: well he's pissed all over all, everyone hasn't he i mean he's now got a <laughs> woman's lifestyle brand a man's lifestyle brand his sports yeah. marketing i mean i don't know the list goes on and, and he's got how many books out in the market you know but hey we're not here to sell him but i do actually think it's a really interesting conversation anybody who wants to learn about wine actually you could do from him but actually if you want some life lessons or you want to just hate somebody as well i mean he offers everything (laughs) he's amazing (laughs) and he's annoying so um everyone go and check out gary v um in fact i think he puts out like daily content of his life anyway doesn't he
1: this is it, yeah, YouTube and all, all the all the channels. You'll, you'll find him very easily, I'm sure.
0: Well, actually, because since we've talked about this and I knew that mm. you f- found him, I suppose, interesting, inspiring in certain ways, I was looking at some of his stuff to decide earlier, do I find him annoying or not? And one thing that I learned from him that I will take forward, actually, mm. is he's very much about document don't create and i find that fascinating we spend so long and definitely you know i'm Mm. on social media you've got to create an image or now is it an instagram reel or how does it look fantastic how is it going to be different and it can be very exhausting and time consuming and actually one if you're building your personal brand it's about who you are being real and he's saying document your stuff don't create stuff so instead of trying to create this beautiful picture or whatever maybe just literally talking to the camera like hey i'm doing this today look at me setting this up and that's your content your content is created by just documenting your life and what you're doing maybe behind the scenes I find that a very very interesting way to get content be out there remind people who you are and give them something that they may want to learn about in a way that's not over overacted or overplanned in a way
1: yeah yeah I mean I think that there's also uh, to just sort of change tack a bit you know there, there mm-hmm. is a, there's another um I guess kind of group or school, you know, the way these groups kind of all kind of hang out with each other on, <laughs> on social media yeah. and, you know, find them by the, the hashtags and that. But, but actually, um, like I've, I've been listening you know, earlier in the year, especially, but uh, uh, quite a lot of copywriters um, mm-hmm. and, and, and people who are uh, basically growing businesses, selling digital products yeah. to a mailing list. And one of the people who I absolutely love, and would encourage people to to just sort of have a listen to, is is a lady called Laura Bell Gray. Okay. Uh, L a u r a b e l g r a y, Um, and she's she's like a a self confessed like lazy person. (laughs) She's like, I want I want to do I want to do the things I love. you know for as many hours as I kind of want to do them uh preferably in my pajamas (laughs) oh
0: I love her already
1: (laughs) and and get paid really really well for it oh yes absolutely um and and this is the thing it's it's like I think you know what like the key thing that I, I I take from from her and kind of people that she's kind of gone on and inspired is that actually you know if you're if you are communicating with an audience, you know, be that on whatever platform, be that on social media, be that on email, which is actually Laura Bell Gray's kind of uh, superpower, I think she calls it, you know, copywriting and email. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but you really, like, you've got to just really be like, like vulnerable, I would say, mm-hmm. and and honest and open. Yeah. Um, and, and I, you know, say I'm subscribed to her uh, email list and I get these emails and she kind of, you know, puts in these like, um, really really interesting subject lines that uh you know one little tip that 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 sort of stands out from all the things i've learned from her is is you know she says you know if you're writing even to a to a mailing list like don't put the subject line in um capital case or whatever you know where Mm -hmm. where people we we tend to kind of capitalize each word yeah and it ends up looking quite official she's like all lowercase and Mm kind of you know used using a little bit of uh slang and 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 you you look at it and it looks like a sort of email a friend would send to you and what's Interesting. the which are the which are the emails that you open first the ones yeah. that your friend sent to you so you know there's there's lots of things like that but i think overall the thing is just to to try to to be very um yourself you know yeah. to, to really kind of you know un- unpack um you know what what what's going on in your life and you know she'll she'll post you know emails about just you know how her day going and and you know really but you know obviously done very well and 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 good uh well-structured writing and funny <laughs> um but it's just you know the basics it's just that you know the things that everybody can relate to yeah and i think that that's the that's a you know a connection i draw with that kind of document don't create everyone has the you know the same sort of challenges and pressure behind the scenes even if they've got the kind of the perfect um instagram uh you know feed and it yeah. all all looks so amazingly on brand but you know if you share a little bit of that behind the scenes stuff then people will be you know sliding into your dms before you know it and, and you'll, be, you'll be kind of drawing you'll be drawing like a, you know i think a, a, not necessarily a following but you'll be making connections with people I think on a level that they, they wouldn't necessarily make if you were only showing them the, the glossy yeah. front page. You know, they want to they wanna kind of know what's, know what's going on behind the scenes as well.
0: So what about podcasting, though, just uh, from one podcaster to another? Do you feel oh, yeah. that there are lots of advantages in communicating through a podcast more than other places?
1: One hundred percent. What else? What else am I, I going to say? I don't know. I'm just saying. No, it's rubbish. Don't podcast people. I'm <laughs> no, you joke, to joke. say what you think
0: are the advantages of podcasting in this day and age. Uh, After having yeah. the lockdowns, maybe I think that actually yeah, it's probably yeah. even more useful than ever. Everything's gone very much online.
1: You said, yeah, I, I think the I think the, the the thing I would say about about podcasts, I think it's it's got I would say an unfair advantage. Well, that's good for us. Yeah, over over so many other uh, channels. So even just like, you know, we can do this sort of quite left brain, quite analytically. You know, Mm -hmm. there are now, it's just come up, just over 2 million podcasts out there in the world. Oh, is there? two million? So it's kind of, you know, this is the kind of big number that they, they keep a watch on is how many active podcasts there are. There's like 37 million YouTube channels. Mm. Um, which feels a bit low, but that was the that was the sad I saw. Uh, Five hundred million blogs, and and guess how many Instagram accounts uh, as Oof. of uh, earlier this year.
0: I don't even want to guess. Do you, you a, just
1: said... a billion.
0: Oi. So uh,
1: so I think you know on the on like on this again sort of mm-hmm. the analytical like if I'm going to spend my time and yeah and, uh, you know depending on whatever your goals are you know it might be your free time might not be something that you're actually getting paid for um i i've always thought look if i'm going to do something i kind of want it to stand out as much as possible yes so why not move towards the kind of the white space if you like uh, you know yeah. the area that's still kind of underserved and uh i yeah i've, I've kind of calmed down a bit on it <laughs> uh, these <laughs> days but 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 when i started like in in like 2018
0: you were hardcore. I, I was like
1: i was like why why are you why are like restaurants not doing um, podcasts and why are wine producers and wine regions and I'd, mm-hmm. and I'd like call them out constantly <laughs> <laughs> you know the pushback always comes around around time but I yeah. you know I, I still you know passionately believe that is still one of the best ways to to create content because you know you you're going to stand out a lot more mm-hmm. being a you know a restaurant that's talking about your producers and talking about your wine list and your wine suppliers and yeah. talking about your sommelier and all, you know all all that kind of good stuff. Um, I just, you you'll stand out by being you know a kind of it's kind of a bit of you know big fish in a small pond. Yeah. Um, but if you're just another uh, you know another another Instagram account you know with with plates of food and. Uh, you, you know you're then, you're then heading into I think you know pretty pretty sort of competitive uh, market there and it's like you know you can you can stand out. So I think yeah on on the on the analytical side, just just mm. podcasting is just white space as kind of as it's shown.
0: Yeah,
1: I think there's also another you know is more you know interesting, probably more more sort of emotional thing. you know yeah. I, I, I'm i a big um, believer that listening to a, a podcast is, is is really like the the equivalent of of reading a book because i think i think you know i think it's why you know, reading a book is is always so um personal and, and i think you know it can, can be so engaging it's just because we, you know we've got these these words on a page and in the case of a book we have to fill everything else around them and and i think yeah. even things that are not described in the book we fill them in you know we 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 we, we can't help but do it I, I genuinely feel that's how our brain is is hardwired to just sort mm-hmm. of fill these things in, and I'm convinced that the same thing is happening when we listen to podcasts as well. Because yeah. I just think that you know people can't help but imagine, uh, you know, what we look like, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. you know where we are, what's the room like that we're in. You know, it's just it's just quite natural that that, that people will start to do that, and I think that where people actually put a bit more in versus video and you know where you're where it's more like where you're kind of spoon-fed and the the film of a book versus what reading the book itself i think the the book experience is always going to be much more personal yeah a little than, bit more than real. The film experience
0: but do you think do you think actually maybe that's probably one of the biggest problems in the wine world for communications like they're not seizing the opportunity to do podcasts they're just kind of following what everyone else is doing or is there just i mean oof, is there just a million problems in the wine world for communication because i would probably say yes <laughs>
1: yeah (laughs) okay how long we got um no i i think yeah i i I have i have been thinking about this i mean i think my my big thing now and i think you know where 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 i'm passionate about and i guess where where my soapbox has kind of moved now Mm -hmm. (laughs) in 2018 it was my my soapbox was why aren't you guys doing podcasts rightly or wrongly um i I think my 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 kind of scope and and the, the types of uh challenges if you like that I'm, I'm setting myself and I'm saying to people out there have gotten a lot bigger mm-hmm. um and, and I and I'm now you know really talking a lot to people about producer first digital content mm. so this is in my opinion this is the biggest opportunity in the wine world bar none yeah um and I think again you know to, to kind of get the perspective and just uh, just you know take a step back from the from the bottle and from the, from the wine Twitter and just sort of you know get the, get the get a bit of the context here you know let's look at all the other trends that are happening in wider society uh, around food really and, and around products I would say even even beyond food you know things so are even uh, you know towards uh, clothing and, and bags and shoes and all of these things there's there's so many so much more interest now in wanting to know who made that bag mm-hmm. or who, who, who put those shoes together or who grew those carrots or whatever you know just <laughs> <laughs> wanting, wanting to kind of know where it's come authenticity, from authenticity
0: <laughs> sustainability people real real stories right
1: and and if if the you know if the if the brand or and if the product is is good then i think guaranteed there will be an interesting story behind there i don't think mm-hmm. that you reach that level of excellence you know, without without kind of you know really being meticulous along the way, mm-hmm. um, and I think that if, if we're not telling that story of that dedication and that kind of attention to detail, then then we're 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 missing out, and and the consumer's missing out because they they don't know, and they're not because they're not being told what's what's got into making that wine. You know, line up yeah. a load of wine bottles on the shelf. How do you, how do you choose the label, the retail assistant or the sommelier? Mm-hmm. Fine. But, you know, right now, I, I just don't think and I just don't see, for me, enough producer-first content. And, and that, that's, that be, that's, you know, essentially the producers themselves, their voice getting out in podcasts, in social media, in, in these channels, so that they have the possibility to tell their stories themselves and that it doesn't necessarily have to kind of go through a filter.
0: Well interesting that leads me on to probably the last question i wanted to know which is the future for interpreting wine podcast you've been working very hard the last few weeks months to mm. take the podcast in a different direction do you want to elaborate because i think you're pretty much set and ready to go and it's quite exciting isn't it
1: yeah i i i think so i think you know what I, what I would, I would i would share is you know that i've i've really been been you know working sort of you know the last couple of months full time on know what what do I want um, interpreting wine to to kind of become and what, what I want it to, to kind of evolve into mm. um, and I think yeah that right now and, and I think for the foreseeable future uh, it's that whole idea of um, you know producer first uh, content and I'll give you an example of you know why, why I think that it's so important you know it, so I as I say you know approaching 450 uh, episodes out there a lot of content and i've, and I've edited everything so uh, a lot of times Ugh, I'll, I'll, I'll edit <laughs> <laughs> <Not fun. laughs> it takes time it takes time um I'll, I'll edit and then having been there when it was recorded and then edited i don't always get the chance to come back for a third a third pass you know mm-hmm. it, it's sometimes that's it i listen twice and then they're there if i ever need them and i'm interested that being said you know within the catalog There are what I now call black hole episodes.
0: Okay. Of Interpreting
1: Wine. Black hole. um, (laughs) Which are the ones where if I hit play on them, um, so for example, over the summer I was doing, I was doing some uh, transcribing, which I know you also love. (laughs) Um, So I I hit play on these episodes and I just can't help but being drawn into the producer's story. And, and 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 I and I call them black holes because literally, like, if one of them sort of tees up um, by mistake on Spotify or it just sort of starts playing, I don't want to turn it off because <laughs> it's just so good. I mean, uh-huh. it's not to say, oh wow, I'm I'm such a great uh, interviewer or it's such a great <laughs> podcast. It's it's because of them. the uh-huh. the the producer content that's on there yeah. is just so amazing, and they are just you know such fantastic communicators. I just can't switch it off. I, you know, I'm enjoying it so much, and, and um, those black hole episodes. Basically, so over the over the last couple of months, and um, I've been trying to really kind of figure out what it is that makes those episodes so good. Basically, mm-hmm. what, what what makes a black hole episode a black hole episode? Um, and then also thinking about the say this, this sort of bigger challenge of more producer first content. How can I then essentially teach that to other people? yeah so that so that they can then as producers get out there get onto podcasts guests on podcasts get onto social media and and you know create that kind of black hole content mm-hmm. no, kind of no matter where they go yeah um and i, and I think you know one of, one of the things that kind of came out of the analysis that I, that I was doing is basically that all of those black hole episodes that they, they all shared something in common when they were producers which is that all of the all of them were telling what i call the six wine stories Mm. And, and I think that these these are the six wine stories that basically, if you're doing producer first content, these are the six wine stories that you need to tell. And they go from things that are visible, essentially, to okay. things that are kind of hidden. So okay. the, the six are, you know, the, the person, you know, about uh-huh. the individual and and kind of their immediate circle, you know partner, wife, husband, et cetera. But then underneath that story number two, is is around the culture so you know mm-hmm. the, what is the cultural place that they kind of grew up in mm. um yeah maybe how they got into wine but but also just like you know what kind of community are they in and, and, and what kind of people is that attracting mm-hmm. um the next story is is geographical so it's like you know zooming up looking out uh, you know around them are they surrounded by mountains are they surrounded by uh, lakes you know what does it actually look like if you kind of you know mm-hmm. stand in the middle of, of where they are in the world um the next story then underpinning that is is uh, geological. So it's like you know what what has happened in the in in the space of the last you know however long that that they that they know of you know to form that geology, which I think is is what a lot of people talk about in terms of when they sort of dive into talking about the wine. But I'm not sure that they necessarily. Spend long enough, you know, just just sort of talking about what's under the soil. I think mm-hmm. I think you know, done well, it can be really interesting because it's like it's the stuff that's hidden. It's the stuff that you can't yeah. see, but it's absolutely having a you know huge effect on on the land yeah. and then ultimately uh, in, on, on the on the wine itself. Mm. Um, the then then the fifth story is 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 essentially the winery pre harvest, so like right up to that snip. and <laughs> yeah. um, So like like you know what what's going on in in the vineyard. Uh, how are they? How are they growing? How are they? Um, you know, what's their philosophy towards uh, grape growing, and and who's working there, and you know, just like you know, really sort of painting that story. Obviously, getting into varieties, etc., and site. Um, and then the the final story is around post harvest. So mm-hmm. after that, snip, You know, what are the what are the people deciding upon? Uh, why are they deciding that? And then ultimately, that's you know, I think a a great place to try wine then, because you, then you really have. What I call it, like a three D appreciation <laughs> of that wine. It's yeah. it's not just oh, this wine had fifteen months in in inox, and they did a little bit of leaf stirring, and then it was bottled, and then it was left for six months. And I'm sorry, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I think that's quite boring. To to <laughs> to just you know, it's it's like it's like you're just cutting to the chase. Uh-huh. You just you're just going straight there. And I know that, you know sometimes we've had to do episodes like that and. They're not black hole episodes. <laughs> mm. They're they're not the ones that I get drawn into, and and that the the listener numbers show that people get drawn into. So, I think we just yeah need to need to communicate more roundly. So, that was the that was the sort of the preamble. But but essentially, I'm I'm um, launching uh, what I call a, a wine impact accelerator, which is mm. basically talking to producers and talking to regions, and it's essentially getting them to a, a, a place and helping them to a place where they can produce that that black hole content uh, first on interpreting wine so there's actually a, a sort of a pre-launch a, uh, a launch pad yeah exactly a, a launch pad is a great way to describe it so there's there's like a pre-recording course if you like like a mm-hmm. mini you know uh, online course um so that when we actually sit down to record they absolutely nail it you know they're they're telling those six stories they're hitting it out the park they feel really confident and then where we then go into a sort of a almost like a maintenance phase afterwards
0: yes it's
1: it's then open it broadening it out it's saying okay you've done so well with that appearance on interpreting wine and you you know and giving people a structure but then also bringing in like other industry experts you know as i say you know want to bring in people from copywriting from Mm -hmm. pr from social media, also, you know, uh, people who are masters of wine and people who are, who are accredited in, in, in the wine world, you know, mm-hmm. b- being mindful of all of the amazing experiences that they uh, bring to the table. Um, and I think that, you know, the, where this really all leads for me is really around building and, and helping um, to, to support uh, sustainable winemaking communities. I think that's really the bigger objective. I think yeah. that, you know, where you've got people, they might be in the middle of nowhere, but if they can formulate their story and, 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 and get that out there, the story will, will kind of, I think, create these ripple effects where we're actually, you know, people, they might, in the past, they might have seen the wine and thought, okay, 30 quid for, for that, that's that's a bit steep, you know, or, or, um, or whatever the price point might be. Um, but where if actually people feel as though they've got the connection and they've got context, and they can actually really see. Actually, you know, I know what this guy goes through, and I know the attention, and uh, I know the care that goes into each bottle. So actually, in context, thirty quid is is arguably cheap. You yeah. know, and, and and that's maybe a, you know an oversimplification. Cheaper than a theatre ticket. Th- <laughs> drink it the
0: whole night long.
1: This is it. This is it. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that's 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 where I'm at really with 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 interpreting wine. It's just you know how do I sort of make a. Make a bigger, bigger impact and, and make a bigger objective, and and the amazing thing about I think having a bigger uh, objective is that it's too big for me to do alone. Mm-hmm. You know, if if I just wanted to do podcasts, like you know, I can I could be doing that kind of by myself if you like. I could be the, just the the podcast guy in the corner, but mm. uh, I, I kind of want to do more than that. It's more, yeah. it's more fun, I think, to go on these journeys with people. So, you know, I definitely you know I'm reaching out to to people who are. I guess, yeah, you know, maybe working in sustainability, um, people who are, who are you know, communicators, you know, say not, not just wine, but you know, people who, who feel like they're passionate about yeah. that that kind of bigger objective. Um, and they, they kind of, they, you know, they feel like they can help, you know, super interested to hear from people that, that hear this and it might resonate with them, you know, email me, hello at interpretingwine.com. Absolutely. maybe jumping the gun a bit there no you're not i think uh, this is exciting uh, where, where you yeah. can
0: take wineries absolutely and you're a fantastic communicator yourself people who are listening are going to have realized that anyway quite i'm quite looking forward to seeing what content comes seeing out the journey See yeah. the journey in the next few months absolutely or, or should i say years it's a it's never ending <laughs> right
1: it's a this is it you know choose a, a a task that's bigger than you'll ever make and you're gonna be busy for, for for a long while
0: well Gary V he says think really big not just just big but really really big yeah there yeah, you go anybody yeah. who wants to listen to Lawrence's podcast it's interpreting wine of course it's gonna it seems evolve as we go on and I will make sure there is a link in the show notes for everybody so you can go and have a listen and there's a hell of a lot more episodes than there are of mine so it will keep <laughs> you very busy <laughs> Now, if anybody fancies going across to listen to, as Lawrence has told me, the Black Hole episode to end all Black Hole episodes, he recommends you go across to interpretingwine.com slash 385. That will be an episode with Claire Carver. So apparently prepare yourself to be sucked in. In. To end the episode, of course, I have a wine quote for you and who better than the one and only Gary Vaynerchuk. Now, there are a million of his inspirational and motivational quotes to help you with your business. However, I found a pretty nice wine one and it says, there's always a wine bully. The one person who did read The Wine Spectator, who tells you what to drink and why the 97 is better than the 98. I want to punch that wine bully in the face. I want to make sure this generation of wine drinkers isn't elitist and snotty. I want it to be about family and bringing people together. Okay, conclusion. After this episode, I think I do love Gary just a little bit. (laughs) Thank you all of you for listening. Please do subscribe if you haven't already. Like the podcast, leave your comments, especially if you're listening on Apple Podcasts and share with your wine-loving friends. Okay, until next week's episode, ideally grab yourself a bottle of sherry, Fino, Manzanilla, Amontillado, Oloroso, Palo Cortado if you want the dry sherries. Or, of course, there's pale cream, medium or cream if you want the sweeter ones. So until then, cheers to you.